Ah, Grand Moth Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Talk and delicately curated, long form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga tailored to the modern fanatic, gradually lovingly, and weekly increase the question of soothing voices of your host, Riley. Now I gotta leave that first part in. Jasmine, no, you don't. Uh, hi, hello. Hi, hello. Highly hello, and uh, me, I am Jake, and this is the podcast that talks about Star Wars. Yeah, we do. Uh, America's Star Wars podcast. Yeah, it is. That's it. We did it. You may have heard stories about other Star Wars podcasts that exist that are better and have more reviews on iTunes, but uh, I'm not worried about it. One of those statements is true. You didn't read those, actually. Yeah, you may have thought that you read them, (laughs) but your mind is playing tricks on you. Um, And we have been called out. Wait, what? On our lack of discussion of a certain Star Wars thing. Oh, yes. Yes. In classic GMT fashion, we mm. started something and did not finish it. <laughs> it. Yeah. Name a thing that we've started. I guarantee you we haven't finished it. Other than, <laughs> yeah. like, an you know episode. What? True. <laughs> Riley's script. There yeah. You go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that we did finish. And that took yeah, us a minute. Yeah, we, I mean, But kind it took of. a while. Gonna, gonna pause for aspect. one second and uh, give a real life story that just happened. Is I was kicking my legs under the table and I thought, oh no, I'm gonna kick Jasmine's legs because <laughs> she's right in front of me on the screen. And then I realized that's insane. I mean, you usually do sit across from each other, yeah, I guess. And so... parasocial relationships have become yeah. the only relationships in my life. So, hmm. not really. <laughs> Still have family. Hey, Jake, you doing all right, buddy? (laughs) Hey, uh, so what's this email we got? (laughs) Okay, so we got an email because we were called out because you may Mm. realize, listener, that we did like, what, three, four episodes of Minilorians? Who knows? Mm -hmm. And then we stopped and we stopped talking about the Mandalorian because did we record a fifth episode that was now it is now so old that it'd be crazy to release it? Yes, it would be crazy to release it. (laughs) Um, We'll only release it if one of us dies. Um, but what was I saying? I don't know. We, someone's going to die, I think. Someone's going to die. Oh, yeah. We only did, like, we were, the reason we got distracted from the Mandalorian is because the Rise of Skywalker came out and we just got busy with that and we never ended up finishing to our episodes on the, on the series. So we're yeah. going to do that today because I'm going to read us a little email that I got. Oh, a good email. Every, got. A really once good in a email. while we get an email. Every once in a while, we get an email. We got called out. So here it is. This is from, well, I won't spoil who it's from yet because yeah. he doesn't start the letter with it. Dear Riley, Jake, and Jasmine. Ooh, right I, in the middle. Right in the middle. Just like you like to be. Yeah. I am a longtime listener, first-time writer, and I really, really, really enjoy the show. That's three <laughs> reallys wow. for you counting. Wow. One for so each of us. That's a lot. One for each of us. <laughs> However... There is a shocking lack of discussion about the Mandalorian, I feel. He is right. right. Mm. 
what do you think about the show? Show? As, uh, oh boy. Uh-oh. What do you think about the show as a whole? What do you think about the ending? Are you looking forward to the next season in the fall? Answer, yes. That's his words, oh. not ours. <laughs> By the way, fan fiction theater episodes are the best. I think you should get Zeke and revisit Jasmine's fanfic once this sickness stuff is over. You left us on a bit of a cliffhanger last time. <laughs> I don't want to do happen that. To... <laughs> we do need to do that. What will happen to our heroes? We need answers. <laughs> you know, our fan fiction theater episodes are so good that newcomers just stole the idea and thought we wouldn't notice. But I did. did they do that? Oh, they man. didn't. Wait, no, well, they didn't go full out with like production like we do, and they are exclusively focusing on weird like sexual fanfic. Oh, I yeah. think the ones we skip. <laughs> that would be yes. funny for them to read because they are comedians and we're not. Uh, so anyway. Yeah, anyway, we, we have not talked about The Mandalorian nearly enough. We have not, but I haven't finished the email yet. Oh, it really felt like the end. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thank you for doing this show. I love listening every Monday in the car. Yours truly, Hans. Hans. P.S. The Rise of Skywalker was great. Hey, so he liked The Rise of Skywalker. Hey, right. yeah. Sorry you had to um, endure two-thirds <laughs> of that commentary. <laughs> <laughs> so Hans, which is strikingly similar to Han, might I say. Hey. Is his last name Olo? We don't know. We don't oh, know. No. Lo. Oh, um, no. <laughs> but Hans, we appreciate your email, and you are totally right in calling us out. We never finished talking about The Mandalorian. So mm -hmm. today, we are going to do that. Yeah. And I tell you what else we're going to do is nothing because it's only going to be about the mandalorian yep that's true you know so <laughs> good I addition what we <laughs> you know sometimes you start a sentence and you realize i didn't mean to say that but you gotta <laughs> figure it out you gotta figure it out now we are going to talk about i think we have a few categories categories no categories of things and riley wrote them down and i didn't pull them up so maybe he remembers them i only remember yeah, the favorite episode one I got him here. So I thought we could do this as a little, have a little structure to our show for once. Ooh. Mm. We could give our overall thoughts on the series, our favorite episode, our favorite character, our hopes for season two. And then I also just want to talk about the music a little bit because it's so good. Yes. All right. And maybe you will be able to tell us how to pronounce the composer's last name Ludwig Gorensen. Gorensen. I think. Well, don't give me an I think. Give me an I know. Give me that Google <laughs> translate. Let me call him up. We're best pals. Yeah. Um, I'll start. I think the Mandalorian, if we're doing overall impressions. Yeah. I loved it. And I think this is an area of disagreement between me and one other host. I won't spoil whose name is Riley. Uh, <laughs> I really like the self-contained nature of each episode. And I like the fact that there's not a lot of serialized story happening it feels like um the right time for that kind of show and a way for it to stand out there's so much you know binge watch television there's so much serialized storytelling and this felt like a good way to kind of get into the more self-contained nature of the clone wars while also having you know the same characters every week a somewhat overarching story uh Upon rewatch, there's only one episode I don't like, uh, and even that one has its high points, so I think it's great, and I, I think we're inevitably going to get more into serialized storytelling anyway. Yeah. Okay. Jasmine? Uh, yeah, Jasmine. Let's see. 
I as a whole really liked as it. As a whole. Yes. As a you whole as a human hole. being, <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm probably right in the middle of, like the Bendu, like Riley and Jake. Oh, boy, I can't talk. Oh, my God. Middle of Riley and Jake. I liked it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Now, I don't think you are in the middle you because don't think so? I also liked okay. it a lot. <laughs> I think I like it more than you, but not as much as Jake, though. Uh, that could be. I don't know. See, here's I have a weird. Is that all you have to say about it? Your overall thoughts, beginning, opening um, thoughts? I don't well, want to interrupt look, you. Look, guys, You're I'm right. an essential worker, so I have not. Uh, quote unquote <laughs> essential worker. Um, so I have not gotten to rewatch these like you guys have because I work gotcha. weird hours. Whereas you know Jake can come home and watch them in the evening and stuff. I haven't really been. Have home. you out, thought Jake. about? Yes, because yeah. I'm also an essential worker. Have you thought yes. about? Have you guys? <sighs> have you guys considered not being essential to anyone's life and just staying home? <laughs> Have you thought about providing a less essential service? Yeah. Have you considered providing something that nobody needs so you just get to stay home all the time? Well, nobody needs to buy clothes from Target right now, but they don't believe that. So from okay. what I remember... Uh, I haven't been out of my house in four weeks. <laughs> <laughs> from what? I'm, oh my I can't God. wait for you really? to listen back to that laugh with no other tracks lined up with it. <laughs> so there's no context. I am handling it well. Can you tell? Yeah, you seem great. You've shaved your head like a psychopath. <laughs> I did. I did shave my head like a psychopath. You are dangerously close to nearing the arc of taxi driver. <laughs> uh, are you talking to me? <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, from from what I remember of the show, like I just rem- I remember liking all the episodes. I don't really. Remember how many doll episodes there were? I think there were a couple. But from everything else I remember, it seemed like a just a, a really good, solid show all the way through. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Yeah. I'm kind of with you guys, actually. I don't, like, there are, there are parts of the show that disappointed me. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I am watching the show, and when I'm watching my favorite episodes of the show, and it's, like, really hitting with me it's like one of my favorite things in star wars and it's everything that i've wanted out of a star wars tv show it's just there are and we'll get into it more as we discuss the show um but there are there are certain things that uh i was just a little disappointed with the direction it went um but that's not to say it's bad it's just not what i was hoping for i think so when i when i say i'm disappointed with the show it's not really the show the, the result of the show that happened, but it's more with my expectations and what I wanted from the show. So it's really nothing for me to, you know, I think if you about too much. compare it to like the Clone Wars, in my yeah. mind, it seems a lot more solid all the way through, whereas Clone Wars has felt very hit or miss. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. There are eight. Good episodes of Mandalorian, and there are eight episodes of Clone Wars this season that I could have done with that. I'll just <laughs> yeah, say it right that now. That is very true. Um, yeah. Yeah. So maybe we. This will lead nicely into a discussion of favorite episodes, and I think maybe from that will just naturally lead to least favorite episodes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
Let's start with you. Riley. I have a feeling I'm going to call our shot right now. We all have the same least favorite episode, but <laughs> yeah, but we'll I, see. We'll I see. I know we do probably from yeah. conversations. Um, Riley, kick us off. What, what's your favorite episode? I think I know what it is. Ooh, maybe I can guess. Maybe you can guess. Try, try and guess. Okay. I, you know what? I'm going to be generous because if you get one of two episodes, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> okay. Because there are two episodes that are at the top of my list. I think that your favorite episode is The Prisoner. Yep, that's one of the two. Aha! So you right. win. Because you guess one. what the other one is? Uh, probably The Reckoning. No, <sighs> not The Reckoning. Earlier. My uh, my two favorite episodes, the ones that I've rewatched several times just by themselves. And that is one good thing about the show is you can't just rewatch an episode. Um, but... Yes, The Prisoner is, like, an incredible episode of Star Wars action and, like, a little bit of a... It turns into a little bit of a horror movie, which I love. Yeah. Like, but, you're, but you're rooting for the monster, which is cool. <laughs> like, a nice twist on the horror genre. Um, yes, that episode is so great. You got so many familiar aliens. You've got some great bad guy acting. You've got some good action you got the mandalorian getting to cut loose and really like whoop some people some droids so yeah that episode is incredible mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what do you guys think about the prisoner oh yeah let's talk <clears throat> definitely might yeah, be I... the most fun episode <clears throat> yeah it's i would agree really fun it's really fun and to me it's the most successful at attempting to like bridge the uh old the original trilogy with the sequel trilogy and being like oh no the new republic's gonna come after us mm. um mm -hmm. the new republic droids uh there there's an attempt to I, I think that and an episode that i don't like as much do a good job of showing the state of the galaxy after uh return of the jedi which is yeah. fun. And it does that, as a nerd, that's fun to see. But it, in general, it's just fun to see a gang of aliens who are, you know, hey, familiar aliens in the sequel era. So familiar. I look thought? at every single mm -hmm. one of them, and I'm like, I know what you are. <laughs> and you're not brown. Uh, yeah, I don't love that you said that. Wow, me neither. I think, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that, it's a great episode, and I, I do love the reverse horror element to it. Mm -hmm. uh, the back half of the Mandalorian picking off all these guys one by one, and him beating down the droids is one of the best mm -hmm. uh, action sequences in the show. So good. And Matt Lanter's so in it, and that's nice. Yes. Yes. Feels that like they could have nice. thrown him more of a bone than... <laughs> yeah, Re I kind of wish they had given him an actual New Republic pilot X. Yeah. <laughs> Looking yeah. back oh. at these episodes, I think really the only one that really disappointed me was the gunslinger. Hey, that's we the, all that's the, the one. That's the one. That's the, that's the one. Yeah, and it's not. It's not even it's like not even bad. bad. It's just there are parts <laughs> of it that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the character that he teams up with with is super annoying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but there's an easy fix. Jake, there's an easy fix for that there's character. There's a really easy fix, and we talked about it. And you, what you do is you go Control F on your script document. You go Find Replace, and you replace whoever the F Johnson with 
Dash Rendar. <laughs> yeah, you make him Dash Rendar. He and looks then, and, and acts just like him. Instead of hating the character, you love to hate him. You love to hate him. You're like, that is how Dash Rendar would act. I would hate this guy. And he does As deserve to get right shot now, at where the end. we just we just hate him. Yeah, he does get shot. But you know what? I don't really need Dash Rendar. It would be really great to introduce him as this annoying character that dies immediately, in my that opinion. That would be that would be the perfect legacy for his character. Yeah. So I would be okay with it. Um Yeah, the gunslinger is just there's there's two bad performances in it that kind of and they're big performances in yeah. a show where yes. your main character rarely speaks it relies a lot on these ancillary ans- oh my god ancillary that one ancillary <laughs> characters um who who just like come in for one episode and when they're strong you get episodes like um oh shoot what's the one where they're helping the farmers. Sanctuary. Uh, Sanctuary. You get episodes like Sanctuary where all of the side characters are really strong. And when they're weak, you get episodes like The Gunslinger where you have Amy Sedaris who is not great and you have... (laughs) Really acting for the cheap seats. (laughs) Yeah. And you have Bobby Cannavale's son who is also not great. Ooh, he's not Um, good. Oh, he's so, really not good. Really not good. So that episode is kind of weak, even though you have a strong character with the Imperial assassin. I think she's good. Oh yes, but she's in about five minutes of the episode, yeah. and so she can't save it. It's crazy yeah. that that episode is the one that had that like the striking first image we ever saw from the Mandalorian was the stormtrooper helmets on pikes. Mm-hmm. And him walking mm-hmm. through Tatooine. It was like, oh, this show is going to be so cool. And it's from this goofy episode. But it also yeah. has pit droids, which I love. I, I like. Yeah, I, there's Dave parts Filoni of it that, that are one. really like, um, that I think are that cool and cute. Filoni. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, cool I'm, I'm, cool my apologies. That one. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. I clicked on the wrong one. The Gunslinger is Dave Filoni, yeah. Fave Deloney. <laughs> Fave baloney, and <laughs> yeah, and Sanctuary was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard, and it's one of the best oh, ones. I think. That is a good one, man. Really good. People, I remember not liking that when it came out, and those people are crazy. That's it's a really good episode. Crazy. I know it's this, a is derivative... a talking, this is a talking point later on, but it's it's got my favorite Baby Yoda moment. Just saying. Oh, I think it might have spoilers, spoilers, for, spoilers for later, but who is spoilers for later? <laughs> I yeah okay, Gunslinger. More like gun. You you got yourself in this corner. You got to get yourself out. Fun dinger. It puts a real ding in the fun. Ooh, ooh. Uh, if only middle edition sports were on this podcast. You're still down in the pit. You yeah. didn't get yourself out, but maybe this later. This isn't newcomers. Uh, <laughs> maybe, I'll, maybe I'll figure out the fun later. Let's, let's put a pin <laughs> okay, in that. We'll... Yeah, we'll figure it out. To the detriment of the podcast, we will think of this one. Um, (laughs) Okay, Jasmine, give us a fave. A fave. Well, let me bring up my little list here. We talked about my fave, and we talked about all of our least faves. Yeah. (laughs) I really think my favorite... mm, It might be Sanctuary... Mm-hmm. It's just oh, it's got that's, so that's many. That's my second. Favorite. Yeah, that's what I. That's I would. That's what oh. I was gonna guess. That, that that was your second. But it it's got so many moments that are just cute, 
but also down to earth and also like moments where you can just feel that you're in that like original trilogy era ish you know it it it, it feels like a little mini star wars story outside of the main story yeah like it's a little self-contained one and it's it's so good i love it it is i i rewatched that one um and i think just this show does such a good job of establishing its own visual language and one thing i think it does really well is like George Lucas combined samurai movies with Buck Rogers. This one really takes Westerns and mm. uh, mm-hmm. and combines it with Buck Rogers and Star Wars and all that. And this one's very Western, but it also starts yeah. like you would never have a Star Wars movie that started with a shot of a bunch of crazy alien fish swimming around <laughs> and then like a basket scoops right. them up. But, like, and it's this, old almost like biblical looking village it's uh it's really cool it just doesn't look like anything in star wars but it feels like but, star wars yeah mm-hmm. what this show i think can do that movies can never do because star wars got so big with its first movie is it can it can play with genre more than star wars can because that's what star wars was originally intended to do is intended to play with all these genres like it took these serials from the 30s and 40s and it took war movies like and footage from like fighter planes and things like that and it played with all those genres but then it created star wars so now going forward star wars has to feel like star wars which is that original thing it created a new genre now that other things imitate um but what this show can do is it can have a western in one movie and it can have uh, a pseudo like horror film in one episode and it can do all these cool different things that I don't think movies will ever get to do again. I think the closest one is the last Jedi. Not surprisingly that that's mm-hmm. the one that felt yeah. like let's actually take uh, some film language that we haven't used yet in star Wars and yeah, pull it definitely. in, especially all the Canto bite stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think the end, that's that standoff, that samurai standoff that felt really different yeah. from other standoffs we've seen. Like the, it did yeah. a good job. And like even like Battlestar Galactica pulling in that kind of thing with the fuel problem. Mm-hmm. You know, Ryan Johnson so did good. a good job, I'll say. We always end up coming back to so that good. movie. It's really good. Every episode, we just like to take a little time <laughs> and really bow down to the altar of The Last Jedi and why it's great. And, you know, the best Star Wars me movie. and Hans, we like to give a little shout out to Rise of Skywalker, too. Um, but, <laughs> no. I, what if we find out Hans hated The Last Jedi? And he was oh, being no. ironic? No, The Last Jedi. Oh, he hated The Last he Jedi? Rises. Yeah, what if? Oh, he probably wouldn't listen to our podcast thought. if he hates it. I don't think he it. would have been a regular listener if he hated the Flash yeah. Jedi that much, because we talk about it every episode. Um, yes. If he does hate it, then hey, thanks for sticking with us. Thank you. Yeah, sorry, we're talking praise. about how great it is again. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jake, favorite yeah. app? Ooh, favorite app. I have a, I, I'm going to guess an unconventional pick for favorite app. Mm. Um my favorite app is I keep on saying app, just like unironically. It used to be a bit, and now I'm just saying app. I don't love it. My favorite piece of content this season was The Child, which is episode two, uh, directed by Rick Famuyiwa, who also directed um, uh, The Prisoner. So he yeah. directed two of the absolute best episodes. He also starred in The Prisoner. 
Yeah, he did. He's one of the pilots, right? One of the yeah, him, Filoni, and uh, Deborah Chow. I think are yes. the the three pilots. Oh, Deborah Chow. Also yes. crushing we'll it this season. Too. Yeah, but the child. I think I really liked the pilot to the Mandalorian. I thought it was good, but I couldn't really tell what the show was trying to be or what it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And the child, I think, is just a genuinely impressive television achievement. It is something that it's crazy that it was allowed to happen. Like, it is literally almost a silent film for half of it involving a guy in a mask and a baby puppet frog (laughs) alien. Mm -hmm. They're completely silent for the vast majority of the episode, and yet there's all this incredible tension. There is one of the, I think, maybe the best set piece in the whole show, which is him scaling the... um, Sandcrawler. Sandcrawler. It's yeah. so fun. Um, you get the fun with IG-80... I'm sorry, IG-11. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get the uh, wonderful return of Nick Nolte, alien. <laughs> Why can't I remember his name? Quill. Quill! He just looks like... It's a, it's a bad name, that's why. <laughs> Not a great name, but Quill. Um, one of the best characters in the show. And mm-hmm. you also get this crazy video game side quest in the back half where he has to go in the cave and get the magic egg to get the parts (laughs) to repair his ship. Nasty, hairy egg. It's disgusting. And (laughs) I think that, yeah, it's amazing that all of the characters in that episode, uh, you don't have a face or have a, or are a puppet. Mm -hmm. And I also just think this is a great showcase for Ludwig Gornson, whose score every time in Star Wars, if there is a dramatic moment where a character reaches out their hand and closes their eyes enough to use the Force, you hear the Force theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in this episode, when Baby Yoda uses the Force and lifts up that um, horn something, whatever it's called. The mud horn, mud horn. or something. Horn. Yeah. Um, it's not. It's this crazy, like, guitar. I'm sure Riley will throw it in the background there but it just doesn't sound like anything that's ever been in star wars it gives me chills every time it's it's incredible those those first three episodes do such a good job of just hooking you in yeah Mm -hmm. i will say maybe that's what kind of caught people off guard including riley which is like the first three really are just one story Mm -hmm. and then you the middle of the season is a bunch of self-contained episodes and then the last two are one story so it's like it does kind of make you think that it's just going to be one continued storyline and then there's these self-contained missions yeah um do we talk about gorenson more or do we talk about my mixed feelings or do we talk about something else entirely what do we do next Let's talk about Gorenson. Let's talk about him because I don't think any of us have mixed feelings on that because it's so good. So good. And it's awesome that they've released every episode has gotten its own um, soundtrack release, which is awesome. It's wonderful. It does a great job of continuing what I think Solo did, where Solo is like, yes, there's this legacy of John Williams, and we're going to um, honor that in some way, but also. 
it has to move forward because he's going to be dead someday. And whether or not he's dead, he's done doing Star Wars. So it has to move on from... We can't have everyone copy um, John Williams from now on. And this show does a great job of feeling... The music always feels like it fits in the Mm -hmm. show. It fits the scene. But you know you'll have you'll have an acoustic guitar. Like one of my favorite things is it the in the sanctuary um, episode, the main theme is played on an acoustic guitar like over and over in that in that episode. And I'll put that music in, but it's so like relaxing and it's just the re- it's just the main theme played on an acoustic guitar. But that's something we've never heard in Star Wars, and it's just a great it it sets the tone for each episode perfectly. I think. Mm-hmm. That's think, probably my favorite musical moment from the show is the acoustic guitar Mandalorian theme. What's so amazing about it, I mean, the theme in general is just incredible. I get, I get it stuck in my head a lot. Uh-huh. Um, what's amazing is that there are these moments where it just bursts into pure orchestral Star Warsy mm-hmm. moments, but it blends so seamlessly with, like, in The Prisoner when especially like during the kind of more horror segment there's almost like hip-hop beats happening yeah. like there's yeah. really hard electronic music good. electronic yeah. drums it's like really really out there for star wars but it just then will blend seamlessly into orchestral frantic john williams action scene music mm-hmm. holy crap yeah. holy crap good job it's almost like this he's has been our an... segment. Holy crap! Good job. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like he's an Oscar-winning uh, uh, composer or something. Yeah, it's know. almost like that. He it's just, it just like does that. such a good job of giving the show its own identity. I think. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Because even with the different um, genres and mashup of instruments you get, when you hear a song from The Mandalorian, it sounds like a song from The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah, I think that for me, and I, you know, Solo, the score, why, why can't I think of that composer's name for Solo? Um, um, shoot. But, yeah. John Powell. John Powell. Very good, but I felt like, and maybe it's because John Williams literally composed Han Solo's theme in that movie. I felt like there was clear delineations between we're doing a new thing and we're doing an old thing. Like during the castle run, we're just going to call back old themes and stuff. And we're like, this show has such a cohesive sound that mm-hmm. again, it's, it's the Mandalorian. It sounds like the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I almost think that it was a mistake to let, uh, Williams do the solo theme, which I sounds agree. weird, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't mesh with the rest of the soundtrack as much. And I love the rest of the soundtrack. Uh, but for some reason that one just doesn't, I don't know. It's a good I, song. It just doesn't belong in the movie. This show is really making me want to hear Desplaz, um, Rogue One I know. stuff. Because as much, and like, I'm obsessed with Giacchino's music from that movie. I think some of it's the good. best new stuff in new Star Wars is from that. But it's also like, man, what if Rogue One sounded like an actual war movie instead mm. of... right? What if it Star what Wars. if it had gone for the uh, uh, band of brothers yeah. type of thing? It might have or been something too like much. That. I don't know. It might have been. But I, I'd like to hear it. I'd like to hear it. <laughs> anyway, uh, what a good anyway, music really good. Ludwig Göransson, look him up. He's you can find videos of him playing with Childish Gambino in a hotel room back when they weren't <laughs> famous, <laughs> and now they're both like some of the most popular people on earth creatively I, 
I also want to shout out something that um, John Favreau did, which I loved, and other than weirdly enough, Amy Sedaris, who I really like, I I just didn't think for some reason that she was great for that character. Didn't work. Yeah. But I think that their uh, use of like L.A. comedy improv. <laughs> people oh, I know. in all of yeah. these bit roles really added something to the show like having adam pally and uh, eugene cordero and jason sudeikis jason and ratio sands and... in the first episode yeah um a lot of really and... it, it added something it did yeah well you know listen it's a little it's a it's a not very big secret in hollywood that comedy actors are usually better than dramatic actors <laughs> yeah it's true. because with with comedy you have to do all the thing a dramatic all the things that a dramatic actor does and you also have to be funny uh and that's why you see so many good comedians are great dramatic actors and not very many dramatic actors are great comedians yeah i'm just saying and yeah i think that that really also did something to add oh brian Posehn, he was also he was the uh, driver of the really mm-hmm. crappy speeder in the beginning None like, of them last very long, and they die pretty quickly, but they're all great <laughs> while they're there. They almost, to a T, all die. But yeah, yeah, like that opening scene with Adam Pally and Jason Sudeikis talking just as stormtroopers who were bored with their jobs. Like, right. Man, like it's the kind of, like that could have been in a Robot Chicken episode <laughs> of Star Wars, but Absolutely. it somehow doesn't feel out of place in this show. Right, Yeah. It feels like a, a feels like a callback and a throwback to things like Jedi Outcast, where you're sneaking through the air vents and you have two stormtroopers talking about what you know new model speeder they're gonna buy. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like it feels like that again. Mm-hmm. What a good show! Good Say show. it a couple more times. Let me just be negative for like one no, second, please. No. Break us down a little bit. Here's here's where I have my mixed feelings on the show. Is when I'm watching it, I'm having a great time. And I'm really enjoying it. And I'm going to say the most controversial controversial thing I've ever said in my entire life. Oh, my God. And I'm going to immediately backtrack. <laughs> I'm just preparing everyone for what's happening. Cool. Okay. I'm very disappointed that Baby Yoda is in the show. And also, Baby Yoda is the greatest thing to happen <laughs> in the show. Okay? So, I was I was very much looking forward to, like, something separate from not just the Skywalker saga, but from Riley like just Star wants Wars, the force to disappear. Yeah, I he want, the force. want the force. I wanted to disappear for just one show. The thing that binds the galaxy together. <laughs> he wants it to go. And in away. the very first episode of this show, that is supposed to be divorced from the Skywalkers and the Force, and it's about bounty hunters and like scoundrels. The very first episode, they introduce the Force again with Yoda. Like he doesn't use it, but he's in it, and you're like, okay, well, okay, right. the Force is here. <laughs> so. Yeah. That was a little bit of a disappointment, but that being said, of course, Baby Yoda is the greatest thing that's ever happened, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see him gone. But you know, that Although plus- Facebook is is threatening to turn him into the next minions because there oh, are some. That's hey. unfortunate. There's some very bad memes that somehow, for some reason, involve Baby Yoda eating chicky nuggies. <laughs> what? I know. I'm a member of the bad Facebook memes subreddit, so I see bad baby Yoda. Why are you on Facebook? That's the thing. I don't go on there very often, but when I do, I regret it. You see baby Yoda memes. (laughs) And my my information gets sold to Cambridge Analytica. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that too. No, and my my other mixed feelings, we've kind of 
danced around, but it's just like I was hoping for a little bit more serialized than it is. Um, it's equal parts nice and annoying that I can just jump into an episode and watch it without knowing anything else. But I would also like a little bit more of a story, which is what we get in the in the last two episodes. Because now there's like, mm-hmm. now the mission is not we need to survive another day. The mission is I need to find more Jedi ugh, to um, <laughs> drop baby Yoda off on. And so season two, it looks like there will be more of a, but you know, they could still pull the same thing where this week we're looking for Jedi and this week my ship got broken again and I have to land and get it repaired because they pulled out one yeah. about four times this season. I do They're remember to, yeah. I do remember Riley being very kind of upset when he realized that we were gonna it was gonna be individual story contained episodes. He got he yeah. got upset pretty quick. I wanted I wanted a little more yeah. I wanted a little more story. I wanted a little more overarching plot, which is something I hope we're gonna get from Obi Wan. Um I'm hoping Obi-Wan takes something specific and makes the... I feel like you gotta have a big overarching thing with Obi-Wan. I don't think you can do I, many individual episodes with him. Right. Because yeah. it's, it's confirmed to be like a limited series, right? It's not going to have a season two, right? right yeah, I don't, I don't like, think they can get you and McGregor for a season two. So it's just like they need to have... They need to have an idea, and they need to do it with with Obi Wan. With this show, where they've already confirmed they're working on season three, <laughs> I guess I'm okay with them being a little more loose with that kind of structure because it's going to go on forever. Yeah. So that's my only mixed feelings, my only negativity about the show, and it. And I'll, I'll you know, I'll acknowledge it's all just from my expectations and not from the actual quality of the show and what I was hoping for, you know. I think what I like about it is that you do get a little bit of everything with this show. It, mm-hmm. it is kind of like the Star Wars variety hour where you're going to get some bounty hunters and you're going to get some scoundrels, but there's also the Force and there's Mandalorians and maybe there's a Darksaber that shows up. Like, oh, yeah. It, they did oh, set boy. up a show where they can kind of do anything, which is very yeah. smart of them. They took what could have been a very... Uh, narrow scope and widened it out to if they want to do something that just takes place in the underground uh, nether regions of uh, (laughs) Coruscant. Definitely meant to say nether regions. And uh, (laughs) didn't mean to say underworld. Uh, Or they could also introduce Ahsoka, for example, which apparently they're going to do. Apparently they're going to do, which to mm. me feels like it should have been saved for Obi Wan, yeah. but okay. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. who knows? Maybe Swing it'll be the there too. Yeah. The the thing that worries me about season two of The Mandalorian is that Giancarlo Esposito, who plays um that general admiral, what's his name? I can't think of his character's name. Yeah. The main, the big bad guy of the last two episodes, who has the who has the dark saber. Um, mean man. Mean man, mean bad man. He's he said season two is gonna you know have great lightsaber fights and things like that, and that's that's just kind well, of. Well, he doesn't what know me. what a lightsaber. He probably just means that he gets to swing his cool sword around. I know, but if Ahsoka's there too, then we're just like going full force. And if he's trying to find a Jedi enclave somewhere, it's just like oh no, it's becoming full forcey. And I just I wanted a little more scoundrelly. Han Solo, I don't believe in the Force type of people, unless like, mm-hmm. oh, I've seen Baby Yoda use the Force with my own eyes, so I believe in it. I just don't, I don't know. know if I'm prepared for Ahsoka live action that isn't Ashley. 
Like, that kind of breaks my yeah. heart if it's not Ashley. Yeah, it'll be weird, but... I don't know. I mean... I don't know. I think it would be weird if it was uh, Ashley Eckstein as well. I mean, I think that she's the voice of Ahsoka, but I don't Jake, know that... you... No, you don't understand. You... Oh, I see. You were not <laughs> a, a teenage girl when Ahsoka... <laughs> Was a thing you got for the him. first time. You weren't. You right? got him. I, that, I have no defense against this. Everything I have, you said is true. Not a teenage girl then. <laughs> From the minute she came out, and then I discovered who Ashley Eckstein was, and then I was there for her her universe launch. You bought every her universe shirt I, there is. I really, I you know, with all the money I could scrounge up, I tried to support her as much as I can. I have watched her from the beginning, and it just makes me sad if she's not involved with something that Ahsoka is involved in because she just loves that character so much. Yeah. yeah. It feels like something she Disney deserves. Machine. Mm. Yeah. She's not <laughs> big involved. Disney machine. She put out a statement. And I did, it sounded I did read like that. kind of a bummer. She, she sounded, sounded yeah, very I mean, sad. Is it confirmed? It to was be a real a... David Hayter, Kiefer Sutherland situation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is it confirmed to be what's her name? That actress? I don't think it's confirmed. It's, or is it that is just been confirmed rumors? Confirmed that Rosario Dawson is in season yeah. two, and everybody seems to be reporting that that she's going to be Ahsoka. all signs point to her being Ahsoka. Which she's been a fan cast her. for Ahsoka for a long time. So I kinda... don't really see her as Ahsoka, yeah. but you know, whatever. Really? I like her. Not really. I don't know. Oh wow. Yeah. I, I think it makes my Ahsoka. Sense. I think Starting. that there is a reason, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna say it. I think there's a reason why a lot of times voice actors don't cross over super well into live action. I and, I, I understand yeah. that, but she's not just. I a just voice think actor. it's a different skill set. Like, and I I also am one of those people that gets really bummed out when a new animated movie comes out and it's just pitched on who all the celebrities are because they're not voice actors. I understand that. Everybody I should stay in their lanes. <laughs> I, can't, I can't pick a side here because I have been on the record saying that I wish Matt Lanter had been Anakin instead of Hayden Christensen. So, yeah, it's true. You know what? I can't I can't pick a side here. The thing I, is, Ashley's not I'm just okay a voice not- actor. She She's done acting before. Sure, maybe it's been a while, but she has done it. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I just want Ashley. Hey, I understand. Yeah, it's. I mean, Dave Filoni is one of the executive producers yeah. of the show. It's, and it and seems it's surprising like, he wouldn't go to bat for her. And when all this started happening, and Ashley Eckstein put out that statement, it seemed like she didn't know until all this stuff came out in Variety. Which, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's a little icky. That mm-hmm. makes me feel worse than anything else. I think the overall problem is having Ahsoka in this show, which I guess maybe you go to Ahsoka because she is a Force user alive at this time that he can take Yoda to. And it's not Baby a Yoda, Jedi. But like, and it's not a Jedi. But like, and it's not Luke. She can't do Luke. And it's not Luke. Right. He's too He's too little. Well, I guess he's not little. Nope. Oh, yeah, he's Return little, of the Jedi. Yeah, this is little. He's like five. Never mind. Can't take Luke. What are you what saying? Are you doing, post Riley? Return of the Jedi. It's post it's Return of the yes. Jedi. Where are we? <laughs> yes, this is pre Force Awakens. Post yes. Return of the Jedi. He's really guys, little. He's like thirty-five. Guys, I haven't left my house in four weeks. <laughs> That's no excuse. <laughs> I don't know where I am or who I am anymore or anything. You should always know where Luke is and how old he is. I've been working nonstop on a secret GMT project. He has to know who I am. Guys, it's gonna be good. 
It's going to be, be really good. good. We've act- it's going to be I mean, I say really we. Good, it's only actually. been Riley. He's putting money into it's it. It's mostly Riley. <laughs> yeah, it's we 99% We contributed, you know, kind of. And I haven't well, even one contributed. contributed. He could have yeah. done it without us, but we, we did our part. Yeah. Well, again, anyway, I haven't done my part. <laughs> I don't know who I am anymore is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> And you know, uh, uh, we don't know who Ahsoka is anymore. We don't yeah, know who don't. Ahsoka is. So, okay, let's let's leverage this into our hopes for season two because we've sort of talked about this. We're all kind of varying stages of on board with Ahsoka being in the show. What are our other hopes for season two? Hmm. Do we have any? I don't know. By the way, good. I don't. Yeah, oh, let's get that controversial right up top. I do want it to be a good show. My hope for season two, my big hope for season two, is that we get we get the Baby Yoda situation figured out. Um, mm-hmm. And whether that means he's, like, if he's still on the show, that's fine. Like, if they, they cut back and forth between some kind of Jedi on clip. I don't know. I just don't want the entire show to be about, what do we do with this Baby Yoda? <laughs> it's like season three, we still don't know what we're doing with this Baby Yoda. I just want there to be something else. I don't know. It's just like that's to me to me finding a babysitter is not the most like exciting plot line that you could ever have. Um so even if it turns out Mando's like, "You know what? I'm going to keep Baby Yoda and he's my friend now." That's fine. It's just then I want okay. him and Baby Yoda to go on a on a separate adventure and I don't want it to be more like I need to find a place to drop this kid because I'm kind of over that already. I see what you're saying. I mm-hmm. was, I was like, I don't think there's a universe in which they like write they get Baby, Baby Yoda, Yoda off no. of the show. He's going to be on the show, yeah. And you know his schedule's wide open. Yeah, <laughs> he's not Baby doing anything Yoda. else. Yeah, I, no, I, I think I would agree with you. I want to either solidify him as you know the, his partner in crime, or yeah, we we drop him off somewhere and then we cut between those things but yeah i, just I would agree his, with you there uh i guess my main hope for the show is man i, I kind of just want more of it but i liked i think it's telling that all of us love the episode where he teams up with this mercenary gang and i think him yeah. teaming up with more not just dweeby gunslingers or whatever but like being a part of a crew and we need more mandalorians maybe Mm -hmm. and you know what's exciting is that we have gina carano is just like a full cast member by the end of the show wait right or does she go her separate way they're kind of they kind of go separate ways at the end ah shoot i'll bet she'll be back though or no she stays she stays on whatever planet that's right she does and him and baby yoda go off but you know they (laughs) Whenever they wanted her on the show, they're just like cut yeah. to him in hyperspace flying yeah, to wherever yeah. she is. So they can do that again. Well, you've got I a think, point, though, yeah. about more Mandalorians and stuff. Because you know something we never mentioned was the big Mandalorian battle in episode three. I know. Jetpacks, what everything. A good so good. Again, what a Deborah Chow out here. Crying. Yeah. yeah. What if that happened every week? <laughs> I'd be okay with it. <laughs> every week ends with an inexplicable <laughs> Mandalorian battle. And they they definitely like a lot of them are dead, but they definitely left it open where they're like the the armorer Mandalorian armorer definitely says I don't know if that, if people got out or not they might have mm-hmm. so it's just like okay so there's they're out sure. there somewhere for sure I think yeah him teaming up building up a crew to his ship would be Ooh. fun 
And yes. that, if I get, I guess if I was in charge of the show, I would be like, hey, let's address the fact that a ship breaks down all the time. Let's get this guy a crew or maybe a new <laughs> ship. Yeah. And like, you know, let's get a mechanic. Let's get, uh, you know, a translator. Let's get all the uh, all the people. Let's get all these guys in there. I, I wouldn't mind more people with a face and who talk. <laughs> uh, yeah. As much as I enjoy Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian, when they're together, not much is happening vocally. So, not much is happening vocally, that's true. <laughs> so I wouldn't mind having a crew there who actually speaks and makes him talk. It is, I don't know, it's tough because the whole appeal of the show is that he doesn't talk and that he is yeah. quiet and mysterious and that he's teamed up with this precocious baby. Well, so, that's why we need another crew, so he can keep not talking, but I want other people to, yeah. I want someone to talk. I would like someone to speak. I think it would be interesting if they kind of did go the Clone Wars route and, like, let's cut to Werner Herzog and what his guys are up to. Let's cut to Gina Carano and what she's doing back on not Tatooine. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think it, it they could do that kind of episodic thing, Um and it would work. You know what I'd like is more than eight episodes and longer run yeah, times, too. gosh darn that it. That would be nice. One hour, 20 episodes, please. I'm sure that, like, there's budgetary restrictions because they I'm sure clearly are pouring tons of money into this show. But. Although, I feel like, and and there's, they just announced that a behind-the-scenes, an eight-episode behind-the-scenes documentary is coming out on the show, which I'm very excited so to watch. Excited That's going to be that. good. But I know a lot of the technology they used is, like, uh, money-saving. Like, they're just running everything in a video game engine. They're mm -hmm. running it yeah. all in Unreal Engine. Crazy. And it all happens in real time. And it's, like, it's literally a video it's game insane. happening behind them while they're mm -hmm. filming. So it's the budget has to have... Uh, has to be pretty low for that compared to, like, if they had to do everything CGI. True, yeah. There's really not a ton of CGI in a show. There's like. not. It's all it's practical in that weird yeah, the new technology. Horn, Which makes it look CGI. so good. It looks insane for a TV show. <laughs> I can't believe it. I really don't think that anything looks like it couldn't belong in a movie. To be oh, honest. absolutely. Like, it could all be in a movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 100%. It's pretty, this, I really think this is between like the advancements that ILM made with their... Uh, practical puppets in the sequel trilogy and like what they're doing with sets in this it really feels like they've broken new they've broken new ground they've broken new ground visually when compared to wise. remember a couple months ago when that clip of the uh george lucas live action tv show dropped like someone put that on youtube oh, yeah. did you guys watch yeah. that i didn't watch it i watched it that, that was insane rough. that looked like a tv show yeah. <laughs> That looked like CSI New York, but Star Wars. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a straight up TV show, and this does not feel like that ever. So, what a what a difference like fifteen years makes. Yeah. <laughs> it does. You know, if you have a good idea for a show, maybe wait fifteen years. Wait fifteen years, and then you could do it on your iPhone. <laughs> you can make it for cheaper. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, okay, let's talk about real quick favorite characters. A lot of good characters. <sighs> Anybody got a favorite, Jake? I, I know my favorite. Queel. That's a good I pick. did love Queel. He's just a very very interesting kind of character. He is kind of the old wise mentor in a way, but he's also 
like, I don't know, his sense of, like, obligation to hospitality was really interesting. His history of working for the Empire, but he paid yeah, off his debts and he cool. doesn't belong to them anymore. Just, I loved it. I, I loved everything about Quill. And it's, it's, I could not believe that they killed him. He's, I know, that's, that's which is good shame. for them for having the guts to the do guts it. To but do I was it, just yeah. shocked. He was, yeah, he's definitely like, he's a little bit of the stereotype of like the wise mentor, but he's different enough that it's fun. Like, mm-hmm. where he's, he's, he's got kind his of own got like the little quirky things. Yeah. <laughs> and you yeah, do absolutely. have to admit that he has spoken. Yes. You know what? I can't argue that. He <laughs> can, has we, can we argue that? We could not. No, it's not possible to argue that. He has spoken. Jasmine, do you have a favorite? Favorite? <sighs> you have a favorite? If you don't, I can go. I mean, I think it might be IG-11. You I, son I of know, a... I had to take it right before you. <laughs> He's, I knew I, I should have gone I know. first. I just, <laughs> from the very moment he comes in, and then don't we go like a few episodes without him? Or When does he, yeah. when does he come we back? We go like the majority of the yeah. season without and, seeing him But then him he again. comes back, right. and he's just in this entirely feels like different character. Because he is. Yeah, he's an entirely <laughs> different character. And it's just, it's yeah. it's hilarious. I love it. Uh, Yeah, you son of a jerk. Yep, I know. Uh, that is my pick. I know. Wow. S.O.J. To the surprise of no one, the droid nope. is my favorite character. <laughs> but he's such um, a good character. He's such a good character. He but makes you, me laugh. But Riley, you don't like droids, and you don't think that we should ever <laughs> estimate them. You only think that we should underestimate droids. You know what? You're right. I think you should <laughs> only <laughs> underestimate droids. This has been established. <laughs> dumbest line. It's so good stupid. line. Good line. It's, it's your favorite line. line. You love this line. Fine line. It's, it's a, a fine, fine line, line between a good line and a bad line, and this makes <laughs> that one crosses over into bad. Um, no, it's a stupid line, but I love droids Sorry, and I, was... I love droids' rights, and I think we should talk about them more. Um, IG Eleven is wonderful from the very first moment he shows up, and he makes me even when I watch the episode now, and I've seen it a bunch of times. When I when every single time he goes, I will now self destruct. <laughs> it makes me laugh because it's funny every single time. Uh. It's Taika not being Taika for mm-hmm. some reason, and it works. Like, I was kind of worried when I saw that it was going to be him. I'm like, is he just going to be Korg 2.0? Right. But he's not. He's just, like, he's more reserved, but he's still funny. His comedic timing is still there, even if he's more reserved. Uh, and he's the best. It's also, like, they could have easily made it too similar to K2SO. Yeah. With yes. this whole reprogrammed Imperial droid thing. But uh-huh. it... No, like it really, yeah, and I think the thing that's amazing about it is you have his comedic timing, but he has almost no comedic tone to his voice whatsoever. Yeah, he definitely, he comes off more robotic than K2. K2 comes off more Uh as like a character, like a human character type of thing, but he's definitely more robotic. See, this is why I I just didn't uh, just explain my reasoning, because I knew I was taking it from Riley. So I'm I'm just letting him <laughs> do his thing. Little gift to Riley, not taking his <laughs> reasoning. <laughs> well, here's a little thing, like too, which I think adds to the lore of Star Wars in general. Is like Star K2, Lores. Star Wars. K2 <laughs> was reprogrammed a long time ago, and what do they say? Again, the longer a droid goes without a memory wipe, the more personality yeah. they get. 
Oh, that's right. IG Eleven has only been reprogrammed for a little bit, so that's he's true. still funny, but he he doesn't have a personality yet because that's how droids work. It takes them a little while to get that personality, so it even fits in with like the established silly lore of Star Wars. He's just and such that's a good character. The most important thing they can all agree. That's the most important thing is that <laughs> it fits in with lore. Is that it's yes. rigidly adherence to canon <laughs> at the expense of good storytelling. <laughs> And also watching him is fight watching him fight is just like a joyous occasion because and he's I so weird. Cannot tell if he's a puppet or CGI. I cannot figure it out. I I'm certain when he's on the out. motorcycle or the speeder that he is. I have figured it out because I watched the trailer for the documentary series mm-hmm. and there is a man there's a man puppeteering him through a lot of those scenes. Wow. Do they do it like they did three PO in the Phantom yeah, there's Menace? Like a, where, there's like, a man behind him wires, who's just like white, moving white and stuff like that. Yeah. That's man. so good. And, That's good. And oh, that what tough. makes him look so weird and robotic. But also I think he's CGI a lot during the fight scenes well, yeah. when he's like spinning around and sure, stuff, yeah. obviously. But they keep that weird like stop motion animation on him. Yes. And it, it works so well. It it's, looks so good. Yeah, I really appreciate how they're willing to kind of go out of their way to keep things really looking practical. Yeah. Like that, and like having those weird imperfections. Like you could have easily, I think what Werner Herzog called Favreau a coward for considering uh, CGIing Baby Yoda's face to make him more expressive. And it's like, no, that. It's almost like Werner Herzog's puppet face is what you want. (laughs) He saved the show by keeping Baby Yoda a puppet, honestly. How many shows has Werner Herzog saved, do you think? Uh, Probably a lot more than we realize, honestly. I mean, certainly the Comedy Bang Bang TV show. Must be nice to only have one gray hair. Do you want to know something? When I grew out my mustache, I had one gray mustache hair. (laughs) Nice. I got one of those, too. It is unfortunate. I got a couple gray eyebrows, too. But like that one, the light is glaring so much on that one. I do see it; it's glistening. Yeah, oh, it's visible. (laughs) Wow, it's like sparkling, blinding, almost blinding. Like a lunar eclipse. Werner Herzog's great. (laughs) We got to see more of him, right? I mean, or did he die? I don't remember. I think he kind of possibly died. uh, I didn't watch the finale. Surprisingly. Wait, are you serious? I didn't rewatch it. Oh, well, rewatch it. Okay. <laughs> it was like, like when wait, I was watching what? the show this week. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, in in that episode, he when the bar gets shot up by the big bad admiral guy. Yes. He kind Gideon, of gets Moff shot. Gideon. Gideon. Yes. Moff Gideon. When Moff oh. Gideon shoots up the bar with the minute, he it technically could go either way. I'm sure they did that because they had no idea if Werner Herzog would sign on for a season two. Uh, yeah. I would not be surprised either way if they say, oh, he's dead or, oh, he's not dead. It just totally depends on Werner Herzog, mm-hmm. I'm sure. They also, I mean, they put a lot of interesting dangling threads out there. There's a lot we don't know about these Mandalorians, and there's a lot that we don't know about what the Empire, the Imperial Remnants wanted with yeah. Baby Yoda. Yeah. I think that they are, and they might hang on to that until like the end game of the whole show, but I kind of got the sense that are they going to go for a Jedi outcast? We're infusing the stormtroopers with Reborn. the force kind of I thing. Mean, that would be amazing. If they don't, I'm going to flip my television. <laughs> if Kyle Katarn shows up in season two, I will be so happy that I will poop my pants. That's how <laughs> happy I will be. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, oh, we uh, didn't do favorite Baby Yoda moments. Favorite Baby Yoda moments. We got to end on baby that. Baby Yoda <laughs> sipping that cup of broth like it's a nice little good old hot cup of tea. 
That's a good it's, moment. Uh, a I plus almost, moment. I almost put it as <sighs> The thing about Baby Yoda moments is they're all A plus yes. moments. Oh, there's true. not a bad one. There's not there a bad no one. Bad My ones. favorite Baby Yoda moment is in... It's either the last or the next to the last episode where... Um, uh, what's Carl Weathers' character's name? Correct. Yes. When he... Uh, when Carl Weathers... I think it's the last episode, and they're they're like being chased down by the Tie Fighter with Moff Gideon in it, and he's like, "Do the hand thing, do the hand thing," and he's yeah. like waving his hand, and Baby Yoda just like waves at him. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful. That's beautiful a good moment. One. That's a really good one. Yeah, Jake, what's your favorite Baby Yoda moment? Oh man, I do like when he forced chokes Tina Carano because because like they're arm wrestling, <laughs> the arm right? Wrestling, and he yes. thinks like, no, That's you're hurting my good. dad. I That's do like that one. moment, but I I think I especially like the moment where it's just it's a simple one. I think it might be in uh oof. I think it's in Sanctuary, where they're just in the ship and he's just keeps on flipping switches. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. Yes. <laughs> and the, just defiantly looking at Mando. That's where the best memes came from. All the YouTube videos. Of him just yeah. like turning on Africa and then it turns off. And yes, <laughs> that was good stuff. Yeah, That's that was good a one. good. That's baby good. That's good. Era. Sanctuary also gives us the gives us the moment where he eats a frog in front of the kids and yes. then spits it out because they are like, ew, gross. Why is such That's a good right. episode? That is man, a good oh man. Now that good I, I boy, I reflect on that episode. And there's just so many things to love. That's a really that's there's a reason it's tied mm-hmm. for my number one. It's good. Oh. Speaking of Tide, for number one, my other episode, The Prisoner, that's another dangling thread, is those three hunters he's with survived, so they will potentially be out there for season two or three and angry at the Mandalorian. So they will definitely show up again. It's going to be really interesting. He he has a lot of people who are after him at this point, right? Because he's got Moff Gideon, who seems to have his own thing going on. He's got the whole bounty hunter alliance or whatever it's called, the guild. He didn't didn't really care about Werner Herzog and his plans. No. He just, like, straight up mowed him down. So, yeah. He's got his, like those other mercenaries who are locked in the new republic jail he's got i don't know those space dogs that he had to fight in sanctuary what are those guys called space dogs or in return the, of the jedi the clatuanians they're space dogs like i was they're saying space, space dogs. dogs that episode also with the like the scary atst in the woods at night yes. with the red Ooh, eyes come on so good come on so good, good that stuff. episode rules it's the best one <laughs> so good. What a great show, and I think we did it. I'll say it right now. I think now. we did I think it. We I figured think it out. It. We did a good show, probably as good as uh, the Gunslinger. I'll say in terms of quality. <laughs> you know what? Probably, yeah. but not as good as the Prisoner or <clears throat> Sanctuary no. or this podcast the was definitively not directed by Deborah Chow, and that's we can't no, do we anything wish. about that. Deborah Chow, please come on the show and direct us. We wish you direct us. What <laughs> would us podcast what director do? <laughs> don't know it's like you speak now you speak <laughs> let's try that again and just remember your motivation is that you're trying to be funny uh, <laughs> this this show really makes me excited for the future of star wars speaking of deborah chow directing our podcast her obi-wan series is going to be so good mm. uh mm-hmm. i can't even wait and please just give us more good tv shows give me an x-wing tv show oh please. and the russian doll uh showrunner is doing a series oh, that just yeah. announced really which is really exciting yeah i haven't heard that what they now i haven't been on like Twitter just like yesterday or the day mm-hmm. before they announced oh, that she's uh, just doing, doing uh, something 
standalone series that takes place in an era that we haven't seen yet. Star Wars, oh, apparently. It's probably so. connected to the High Republic stuff. I maybe? think no. I think it's oh. totally different hmm. from anything. So okay, then. that's exciting. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff. I am excited about these High Republic books. I'm excited uh-huh. that there's not a movie coming out, and it's just fun little side it's projects that I can stuff. take or leave. Yeah. It's like it's 2006 all over again. Oh, I love 2006. <laughs> That's when all those wonderful Radiohead bootlegs and their Bonnaroo performance leaked out. I remember that year fondly. <laughs> I think I went to my first concert that year with Silver Sun pickups. Wow. My first you concert was 2005, year? which was Rush. Yeah. I remember that. My I love first Rush. So cons- wait. Okay. It worked out. My first concert was 2005, and it was Hillary Duff. <laughs> Hey. hey, you win. <laughs> and this win is what the, dreams are made of. You yes. win the most dated concert yes, reference. I do. <laughs> no, Rush is more dated than Hillary Duff. Absolutely Literally not. Literally by the laws of time and years. Absolutely not, because you could have seen Rush in four different decades, and you could only see Hillary yes. Duff yep. in 2005. Hence, yep. <laughs> they're more dated. They are literally saying, older. There's only one date in history you could see Hillary Duff, and it was 2005. <laughs> You're That's not seeing I her mean. on Disney Plus anytime soon after that whole oh, debacle, yeah. apparently. <laughs> I heard she's she's got her own Star Wars TV show now, though, so Probably. moving on. Everybody does. <laughs> well, guys. This has been the Hillary Duff Corner. Ooh, I'm going to say talk. something. I'm going to say Riley doesn't like Rise of Skywalker. He's not going to care if I give away his book. True. If you review our show, you have a chance to win... You know what? If you don't want it signed, because you don't even care about the show that much, we won't do it. <laughs> but we I have two extra visual dictionaries. One's going to Jasmine. Oh, yeah. Because she's my friend, and Riley doesn't like it, so I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. Anymore. I don't want it. Throw it in the garbage. But we've got a totally wrapped in plastic visual dictionary, unused. How are, how are we going to sign it if it's wrapped in plastic? <laughs> well, that's a good question. <laughs> I might have lied. It's not wrapped in plastic. It's just a book. Um, <laughs> I haven't opened it. That's good. So we will when we sign it. Review the show. We'll send you a free freaking thing. Yep. Uh, would it be so hard? You know, we have gotten review bombed a little bit with one stars, and I, if they had left an actual review, I would think, oh, they just didn't like it. But it's just, you know, it's just the star. People yeah. clicking. Disappointing. Did they so, think that one meant number one? <laughs> Maybe. So if you're a coward and you rate us one star, at least have the common decency to, to leave explain. a comment about like, us. Come on. Yeah, if explain you yourself. leave us a bad review, we can read it and it'll be fun and yeah. traumatizing and for us. Secondly, yeah. Tell me how much I suck, yes, please. I, yeah. I would just like to understand why you give podcasts bad reviews. Like, that's mean. Just don't review. That is mean. I have only ever given one podcast a bad review. Uh, what was it? Ours? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't leave a review though. I just left the one star. Um, <laughs> so uh, the other person that did that. What a twist! No, if was... you were Bobson Dugnut this whole time. <laughs> if you rearrange the letters, it spells Jacob Grimes. Oh my god! Oh no! Um, it it was this show that uh, exists only to make fun of other podcasts, mm. and they made fun Hollywood of like, legitimately like. Yeah, they made fun of like big podcasts. Like, no, I'm saying it was Hollywood. That Handbook. sounds like <laughs> no, they, but they made fun of Hollywood Handbook. That sounds like, just like Cinema Sins, but podcast form. It, it was. It was like pff, you're this like improv they're doing. Improv is so bad. Yeah. It was just like the entire concept of the show was like I don't get it. So I left them a one star review. 
and I said, this is, I, I said something like, this is the worst thing that's happened since your mom gave birth to you. I don't know. Oh, it was not your mom a joke, but it was more clever than that. Sure. Sure it was. Yeah. It probably wasn't that clever. <laughs> and then it turns out later, the hosts of that podcast went on to join SNL. I love this weird old very reference briefly, I keep making. Very briefly, very they very went on briefly. to join SNL, and they never quite got on the show. They didn't get canceled. Um, anyway, don't rate us based on that interchange that just happened. Rate us based on the good episodes we've done, uh, which this is most one. of this one. This is good. Um, this is a good one. There's good parts. Hans, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. We finally did it. We Once did it. for you, bud. And- We'd love to dedicate this whole episode to you, Hans, but unfortunately, we have to dedicate half of this episode oh, right. to Shan Merck. Shan Merck. Yeah. Yep. She just Pulled has a, a holding deal with us. Yeah. She does. Yeah. She just gets 50% of all of our <laughs> proceeds. She got us in contract. She was like one of our first listeners, and yeah. we just we couldn't get out she of this She was deal. on the ground floor. She's yeah. one of the founders. We and didn't have if management she ever stops at the time. listening, that's fine, but she is just going to be on the paperwork. Yeah, we just didn't know a bad deal when we were making it. So no, no, it was like the you know social network Andrew Garfield situation. Absolutely, I've seen that, re- and I get that reference. Well, what have you not seen the Social Network? No, I've you have seen it. it. What? what? That's like one of my all-time favorite movies. Aaron Sorkin, more like Aaron Dorkin. I'm pretty sure I watched it in bad school. Take. That is one of the best scripts of any movie ever made. I just don't like Aaron Sorkin. I'll watch it someday. Do they well, walk and talk in What's your least favorite Aaron Sorkin project, or do you just not like him as a person? Hi Christina. Hi Christina. Hey, my wife. <laughs> my wife. My least favorite. Christina, Aaron I need to get on your project. island. <laughs> Jasmine says she needs to get on your island. The West Wing annoys get me. Get on my island. <laughs> West Wing annoys me. West Wing Riley. annoys me. The West okay. Wing annoys me. Um, honestly, there's not a product. I like Studio 60 Jasmine, on the Sunset Strip for a little island. while. You like the worst thing he's ever done? No, yeah. that's probably the newsroom, right? Anyway. Oh, the newsroom. Yes. Thank you for reminding me of another bad Aaron Sorkin show. I've never seen it. I've just seen that one clip that's really bad. Of them About, on a plane? It's yeah. It's so <laughs> <laughs> pretty bad. Anyway, Aaron Sorkin at least wrote one good movie, The Social Network, and that's what we've been trying to say this whole time. It's been the Sorkin uh, minute here on. Give us a review and we'll send you a book uh send you a book. it's rise of skywalker visual dictionary by yeah. pablo hidalgo pablo hidalgo and this mm-hmm. has been delicately curated long form discussion of the internationally beloved star wars saga tailored to the modern fanatic brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the questions and voices of your host riley give me an x-wing tv show next jasmine pablo Plodago. <laughs> I liked Moneyball 2. Bye. <laughs> Moneyball 2? Moneyball 2. This time, Even it's more basketball. Money. <laughs> <laughs> they try to monetize Air Buds. <laughs> you know, if you recruit dogs not based on the breed, but on their stats, you can make more money. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, that's it. Okay, though. that was it. <laughs> gotten used to it but i've had a couple weeks of looking at myself (laughs) so i just cut zeke's hair last night on like an actual haircut not not even just shave it It not just the buzz it was scary
How's it look? <laughs> no, it shouldn't take that long. It shouldn't Uh-oh. take that long to answer the question. It's oh, you like, haven't responded it's, yet. It's, it looks good from the front and on one side, but the other side <laughs> is a little like, it's a little thick. It needs like thinned, and then the back kind of just looks like a sharp line. Which is not good. <laughs> so. And you couldn't tighten that up at all. You're just like, this is I, all you're gonna get. You are just done. I I tried. I give I give it one pass, and that's it. <laughs> no, that's crisp, crispy. Yeah, that's crispy very true. Audio. And I definitely sounded noticeably different from you guys. I was the it's, only one that sounded yeah. like I had it. I was in a different place. It's just the echo, and what'll happen is if your volume's down low, then it won't pick up the echo from the room, it'll just pick up your voice, and then when I turn your voice up, there will be a buzz because that little unit, uh, cheapo, but I can get rid of the buzz and I can't get rid of the echo. If I had a dollar for every time someone's told me that my little unit's cheapo, I tell you. Oh, time.is? Do we want to do some time.is? Ah, yes. Time.is. Oh, no. I'm the one who's not there. Uh, I'm not You're either. You're going to play the joke on me. 30. 28. <laughs> I'm not there! <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite bit that won't make any sense for anybody. Okay, 40. Shoot, I got to go back. Uh, I haven't been out of my house in four weeks. <laughs>